0: Welcome back to the Society Case Files podcast. My name is Robert and I'll be your host. Uh, It's been a long time since I've done a podcast and I'm going to just say that the world has really conspired to make it very difficult to get motivated to do just about anything. And it's not just that we're dealing with insanity as far as civil rights stuff or the pandemic. It's literally everything heaped together making it really hard to focus and find any sort of serenity or peace of mind to sit down and and do something, even fun things like this podcast. So today I just want to talk about a few things that I've been doing and maybe discuss uh, some other entertainment here and there. So I don't have that much to talk about this time, but I'm still going to dive right in. First thing I want to talk about is my Dracula animation. I'd finished that a little while ago now, and it was super fun to do. It's just a conversation between Dracula and Jonathan Harker. I rewrote it because I had this crazy idea one day to do an animation of a scene from the book. But I wanted to make up my own dialogue, make it a little bit more modern, and then I just performed it and did it. Now, let me tell you, um, animation takes a long time, and I thought it was going to be quick and easy. Uh, The scene when I rehearsed it came out to about five minutes long, but uh, in actuality, it took almost 20 hours total time to get it all ready for rendering. And then once I rendered it, it actually took upwards of almost four hours, I think. That's what I want to say. I left when it happened. I just went off and did other things, but um, the results were really fun. I had a great time making it. Um, I got some really neat comments. Someone said they wanted to see the whole movie. That was awesome. Um, and I don't know. I had a lot of um, educational moments throughout the process that time. And it was a lot more low-key than doing Blood Rights, which has lots of action and lots of uh, other characters talking and a whole bunch of stuff going on. So um, I look forward to the next thing I do. I don't know what it'll be. It might be a music video because I have finally received some inspiration to get back into that i joined a facebook group that does a song every month you basically have the entire month to write the song perform it and then get it up somewhere so that you could share it with folks and they they give you a theme whether that's a title or whatever else uh, and and you kind of write to that so that helped me sort of kick my uh i don't even know what to call it i guess i was just in a slump because i just didn't want to do anything um, I've been doing my work that has to get done and I've been working on the things that are almost second nature, which in this case is writing and doing some of the comics as well, because I am still working on malevolence. Um, the vampire comic, uh, speaking to that, I'm almost done with chapter four. Uh, chapter three is just begun on Tapastic, but it's available on the Patreon site, I can briefly talk about that, too. Most of my stuff is on coffee, but coffee doesn't allow any type of nudity at all. And while the first chapter of uh, Malevolence did have some nudity, it wasn't actually sexual. It was just a character who was very comfortable being naked, and they censored that out. So I had to pull that and put the comics on Patreon so the, pa- the uh, Patreon site has the first three issues and a whole bunch of other stuff, too. I'll actually include that in the link in the description this time as well. Um, earlier in the month, we did a uh, cool little stream where we played the first three episodes of the Glamour and Shadows um, radio drama. And that actually went very well. We sold a couple copies. We had a lot of great interaction, a lot of cool conversations, and we discussed sort of the process of making it, coming up with voices and that sort of thing. We'll probably do a encore of that uh, in the near future. But uh, for right now, it was a lot of fun. And that also helped sort of bolster my inspiration to work on the fourth episode. Since uh, that's been on hiatus for a while. It's just been really difficult to not backburner things in light of everything going on right now. Yeah, every time I open Facebook... Yeah, I go there and I and I just start scrolling through and I'm guaranteed to find five to ten things that are just really brutal. And I'm not saying that that isn't necessary in this day and age. I mean, with all that's going on, I understand that people need to not only inform, but they also just need to vent about that stuff. And, you know, Facebook is for everybody and everybody is going to use it the way they want to use it. So if they need to use it as a catharsis, that's great. Unfortunately, in most cases, I just I don't need that additional uh, burden from them. I got plenty of my own. I'm freaking out, too, about different stuff. I've been having terrible, ridiculous dreams about stupid social distancing stuff, just ending up in in large crowds where nobody cared or like. For some reason in my dream, I decided to go to a movie theater and find everybody just hanging out there without masks or whatever. And that's just that's just been happening. Um, And I think that mostly started occurring when my state went into phase two and we went out a couple of times to take care of some groceries. Nothing else. Just straight there, masked up and, and home. And just sort of seeing how many people sort of scoffing at that type of stuff it's been, uh, I guess that's just weighed on me and and, and caused these strange dreams. And another odd thing that happened to me recently is I I work at night. I tend to work from, say, 9 p.m. until around 6 in the morning. And oftentimes, roughly around 2 or 3, I'll put on a movie while I'm sort of winding down. And It used to be that, as a younger man, I could just watch literally anything, and it would not even remotely bother me. I could put on a really horrifying movie and go to bed and sleep like a baby. Um, That sort of changed right around the time that I met my wife. We watched The Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds, and it actually kept me up for three days. And so... I decided that the more extreme ghost horror story stuff, I just don't do that at night. And the other night, I threw on the Twilight Zone movie from the 80s. And, I mean, for the most part, it's not even that much of a horror movie. There's not that much that's creepy about it, per se. I mean, the the airplane scene is a little scary, but, I mean, it's it's very tame compared to most things. Um, And there's even some hopeful ones, like the the kick-the-can one. So, I watched that movie. I'm, I mean, there's not even any jump scares in it. And I'm working while I'm doing it. I'm barely watching the damn thing. And I had nightmares the entire time I slept. It was absolutely crazy. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what that was about. I'm going to attribute it to just the fact that the world itself is conspiring to, uh, to, to gnaw at our, um, uh, our senses, I guess. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, Twilight Zone the movie gave me nightmares. And considering the, the stuff that I write and, and the stuff that I like, I was just funny. But I guess that's not entirely surprising uh, considering what, uh, what I've been dealing with. So, um, other project news that I sort of wanted to talk about, um, I'm getting really close to to wrapping up a couple of great things. Um, the latest and possibly the last book in the series that will be called Glamour and Shadows is so close to being done, I can taste it. I have deadlines on another project, or it would be done. Um, I have just breached the 80,000 word mark on it. It's a little longer than I anticipated when I first started, but I should have known better considering uh, it's got so many perspectives going into this story, and there's, it's, it's uh, following a lot more characters than a normal glamour and shadows story does where the last one I just finished rogue agency is all from the perspective of Algier Stanton. This one follows algae and Ophelia and a whole bunch of other characters that are doing different things during this timeline. And I suppose that if you took each of their individual stories, they would almost just be short stories, but this is one of those that uh, everybody is doing something to sort of uh, compelled the entire storyline forward. So, third person, uh, lots of stuff happening. I equate it to sort of the uh, way that Dune is written, especially from Kevin Anderson and Brian Herbert, uh, the way they do their chapters and such. Is always from someone's perspective uh, that's different, and then maybe three or four chapters later, they revisit that person. And I've been perfecting that uh, in my ghost writing. So I really enjoy doing it, but at the same time, it's, it's a lot more intense than just writing a first-person story. So that's why, after I finish this Glamour and Shadow story, I'm actually going to start writing a sci-fi story of my own that will be um, about my character, Allison Turner. Now, I had started a comic with her and then decided to dedicate myself to the Malevolence comic instead, so I pulled back on the sci-fi one and push forward with the vampire one. I will be uh, writing a book instead, and then maybe that will be turned into a graphic novel uh, in the future. But for right now, that's the next plan is to to jump on that. Something else that we just finished is a self-help book. So I spent 30 years in the IT field, both as an individual contributor and a leader. And so... My wife does voice acting for her living. And one of the things she does quite often is audiobooks for different types of, well, all kinds, all kinds, fiction, nonfiction, that sort of thing. And she's noticed that some of the nonfiction books she's done have actually gone on and done pretty well. And I have a lot of information to impart about IT leadership, IT management, how to get into it, some of the pitfalls that you initially encounter. So I wrote a book called IT Management. Uh, rise and thrive the concept is the first half discusses what you need to do to become a manager and sort of helps establish your expectations for when you get there it tells you what to expect and what you should be working on to become a, uh, a manager and move into the leadership track and then once you get there i added some bonus chapters which are actually fairly long it turns out they sort of tell you some of the things that I really wish I would have known in the first few months of me becoming a supervisor and then manager. Things that, in a way, are taken for granted by your leadership, and so it makes it hard for them to impart it with you. So, for example, when I first became a supervisor, I went to my boss and I said, hey, I'm really interested in the job that just opened up. What do I have to do? And he was absolutely shocked. He thought I was just there to collect a paycheck and, and work on other things, which in a way, it was true. I was trying to become a writer outside of work. Uh, he he gave me some tasks to perform to sort of prove myself and and show that I wasn't just looking for more money. And I grabbed those things and ran with them. And they were basically just supplemental duties to go along with what I was already doing. And they involved grabbing some metrics and working with my team to uh, mitigate some of the problems we had within the within the structure. And then after six months, uh, the person who they actually hired left. So I was able to move into that position. I'd proven myself, and he gave me a chance. So as I moved into the job, it was really cool because he took the time to sit down with me, and he gave me a six-hour tutorial on all the things he expected. He really laid it out. It was awesome. I mean, I knew exactly what I should be doing. Unfortunately, that was just what I needed to do to be his subordinate. It didn't necessarily have all the information I needed to be a manager within my organization. And there were some places I could have gone for that information. I just didn't know. So I didn't know that I needed to talk to my HR department and who specifically to seek out in that department to ask questions about things like hiring and how to look at resumes and how to do an interview appropriately on the phone or in person and that kind of thing. So these are all small tidbits that I dove into in this book and really explain and offer up my experience uh, so that people can not only find a way to get into that leadership track, if that's what they want, but how to thrive at the very beginning of that uh, process, because it is actually a completely different world. It doesn't look like it. From an individual contributor standpoint, managers look like they just go hang out at lunch and wander around. But in reality, it's very intense. And I will admit that oftentimes you spend a good 30% of your day wasting time going to meetings that aren't necessary, having conversations with people that are just there to ensure that you build relationships or maintain them. Um, But there's a lot of important work that goes into it that individual contributors simply are not privy to. And this book will give them a good insight into that so that if they decide they want to get into that profession, they'll know what they, they need to do. And if they don't, they just want to sort of know what it's like. They can also gain a perspective on the leadership track and go, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. Um, I mean, I acknowledge that as an individual contributor, as a guy on a phone or busting out accounts all day, you don't really care. What your leader does. You just need him to do things to ensure that you get your job done. Uh, one of the things that sets a person apart from the the order taker, from someone who actually cares about their career, though, is when they decide to look at the whole picture and understand what's going on so that when they do run into a roadblock, they don't just go to their manager and say, yo, fix this. I need it done. They recognize when is a good time to go to their manager. They realize that between 8 and 10, their manager is probably caught up in a bunch of daily meeting nonsense and is just not available. So they don't text them. They don't attack if it's not urgent. They can put it on a calendar or wait until that moment that they know it's their time. Oftentimes we have the afternoons, you know, between 2 and 4, Uh, usually are, are, are available for us to do things like work with our team or do random things that weren't expected. And as long as it's not an absolute emergency, it's best to wait for those times to sort of learn the jobs of your other people around you so that you can understand when it's best to tap them as a resource. Of course, emergencies throw that out the window, but that's expected, and everyone understands that. I mean, especially in the IT world, we do live in a in a space that oftentimes results in wild problems that come up out of the blue. We're very reactionary uh, in the in the support portion of things, so it makes sense when you know your manager's in a meeting at eight o'clock and you get this string of calls that basically tells you that x y and z is completely down the manager expects to be pulled out of that meeting so that he can help coordinate and and get things back the way they're supposed to be but all around that's what this book is for it's there to help folks understand better or move into a different field completely uh, i just i felt like it was going to be a really solid contribution to that uh to that field of uh, people who need to advance. I've uh, sent out a couple advanced copies to folks that I know were really interested in moving in that direction who might've needed some guidance or even just some confidence to move in to what they want to do. So um, the link for that is also going to be in the podcast. And if you are in that position, if you are looking to move up, then this is uh, this might help. I employed a lot of my artistic work ethic into my job at the time, which is to say, I gave it the focus necessary to elevate my performance to a standard that I thought was where I should be. And the funny thing about that was, it was dramatically higher than expected by my boss and by his boss. So that allowed me to go from supervisor to manager to senior manager and director within basically 10 years. So uh, there was a lot of promotions and a lot of pay increases and a lot of recognition and a lot more responsibility in a very short period of time. When you think about the change of status and and what those mean, if you if you know the corporate world, a manager to senior manager is actually pretty big. I mean, of course, some places don't even have such designations. Senior manager at my company was basically director light. I had uh, command over 30 different employees in one office, a bunch in a office in Chicago, and then a whole bunch in India. So I basically controlled three different service desks all around the world. And we were responsible for a lot more than just fielding calls. We also provided all of the equipment and the upgrades, and it was pretty crazy. Uh, so the... Challenges of changing from one to the next were were considerable, and I mean that's one of the reasons that I was so determined to move out because it was a lot more work than I was willing to put into a corporation, rather than myself. It was doable, and it is doable by anybody who's got that ambition and who really wants to do it. And I think that if you want to own, working in that environment and really make it your own, then you have a outstanding career ahead of you. Uh, Especially if you find a company that appreciates its people. Ours didn't really care about individuals that much. They paid it lip service, but it was ultimately nonsense. Um, And that's one of the other reasons that I eventually left. But if you find the right place that you can thrive in that environment and have people actually care about what you do and, and listen when you offer your advice and your suggestions, then there is no reason not to take it all the way. Just plan your retirement very well if you're in the uh, private sector and you should be golden. Um, Based on all that, I wanted to build that book. Um, I might even do another one in the future that really focuses on measuring and how to get the most out of your team. But uh, that's down the road Um, and it will definitely be behind my more creative pursuits. Uh, Like I say, I'm working on the science fiction thing next. And after that, I'm not entirely sure where I want to go. Um, I'm going to finish the Society Case Files uh, Season 2 comic very soon. That's really, really close, and it's been a lot of fun to explore the last little bit of that particular story. Um, I plan on starting Season 3 of that shortly after. Then there's Forever, Always, and Never. I've got that graphic novel coming up on the uh, tapastic site rather slowly I might add Uh, I think it's two times a week there's quite a few pages already done so I need to dive in and finish chapter four of that that is an entire graphic novel based on a book and so far it's pretty long so I got a lot on my plate and I'm kind of feeling some more inspiration finally that Hopefully will allow me to produce more and get back to getting um, more consistent with this podcast and maybe do some more videos um, and all around just create content and do what I really love doing and not just feel oppressed and exhausted and defeated by the way the world is working right now. So I look forward to pushing myself out of this slump and getting back to work and hopefully making more entertainment for everybody. I want to thank you very much for listening today, and I appreciate you stopping by. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, visit our website at www.societycasefiles.com. If you want to support the project, visit www.ko-fi.com got a lot of great content up there including the first three episodes of the glamour and shadows radio drama as well as the script for episode one and as of this recording i have just started putting up the ancestral reunion audiobook so plenty of material and it's very inexpensive to get at it i hope to see you there Uh, thanks again have a great week